I have a new friend and her name is Megan Elizabeth. I am so lucky to have had the opportunity to speak to her over some microphones. And I would even say you're lucky to listen to it because this story is just incredible. It gets better and better throughout the whole podcast. And I learned a lot. I got inspired. And I am very happy to call her my friend. Um, Enjoy it. I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. Please welcome my friend, the warrior, Megan Elizabeth. You made me wait a long time for this, <laughs> Megan Elizabeth. <laughs> I was just talking about like how hard it was to get in touch because yeah. like we can't do technology, you and I. No, we can't. Yeah. So I was no. trying to get you on Messenger and then you had a, what, you have a vacation last week? Yes. Well, I had driving school, so I'm doing driving, so I don't have my license yet, so. Yo, we definitely have to talk about that. <laughs> I forgot to write about that in my notes, but yeah. I saw the video. Oh, yeah. Was that your first time, like, driving? Or? It wasn't my first time. I did years ago, like, a couple lessons, and then the state helped me pay for the lessons, and then we were on hold, and then surgeries, and everything got mixed up. Because you do surgeries every month, right? Every, every summer. Every summer, yeah. Okay. I am totally <laughs> jumping ahead of the game yes. here. Okay. So, I read your story. Oh. Um... And immediately I was like, I need to... Are you even from Hamilton? I'm not. I went to Hamilton Middle and High School. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm originally from Echo. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't care. This yes. is the Pillars of Hamilton. Yes. But I would be doing a disservice to my people of Hamilton by not having you on here. Oh, thank you. There are two warriors I've had on this pot. Well, a few warriors. <laughs> and you are definitely one of them. Oh, thank you. 100%. Uh-huh. Um, so, I'd love to get into your story, if that's yes, cool with you. That is okay. So. so, I read your, uh, you wrote like a mini autobiography kind of recently? Or? Yes, on Love What Matters. Yeah, Love What Matters. Yeah, yes. that, like a website or yes, something? Yes, I did. Um, yeah. So, is it okay if we just like start from the beginning? Yes, totally fine. Right on. Okay. Can you please tell me what the pregnancy was like with your mom? So she started with infertility, and they. She told my dad it was going to be three rounds of medicines, and the first round she lost the baby. So then the second round, they started to do adoption and look other ways. Really? And yeah, and they actually had a foster child, <gasps> and they were going to adopt her, and the mom came back, and then she got pregnant with my with us, my sister and I and um then she was heartbroken over that baby and then but she got us instead so it all worked out yeah in, in, the, in the works so you have a twin sister I right? have a twin sister Aaron yeah yeah okay so <laughs> you guys are cooking in the belly yeah <laughs> and then you're born in the hospital yes um could you tell me you know what went what happened from there so she was on bed rest and my dad actually just came and saw my mom because he would come every day after work because he worked at UPS in Philly so he was coming to the hospital every day and then they weren't they were predicting a huge snowstorm and they everybody's like it's not gonna happen it's not gonna happen and of course 
they had three dogs at home, so he went home to the dogs to get sleep. And she, he barely got home, and she called him and said, my water broke, and you need to go home. And it's baby A that did it, and it was me. And she didn't find out until a uh, week before, the week we were born that I was a girl. And I'm named after my great-grandmother, um, and it's my maternal my mom's maternal grandmother okay and i share the same initials as she does and everybody wasn't ready for me but i was ready for everybody else did she know she was having twins she did okay and my sister wasn't she always knew who was who in her stomach because my sister would be sleeping till 12 o'clock and i'd be up at 7 a.m moving around and then would be asleep by six or seven and she would, my sister would go to bed around 10, 11, and then sleep till 11 or 12 every day. And that was how we were when we came out. Oh, you guys stayed, stuck to the same schedule? Yes, we did. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, this is like really, this is really uh, familiar to me because my wife's water broke like five <laughs> days ago. Yeah. So uh, I, yeah. I know the feeling. So That's so interesting. I didn't realize with twins... I mean, that makes sense. Yes. That one has the water break. Yeah. 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 I was down lower than she was, so we, I did it, obviously. And she said, well, she always says, well, we were, if you didn't break the water, I still would have been born full term. I was like, okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, sister. I mean, we yeah. all, we're going to find something to argue about, Yeah, right? so I was like, whatever. Yeah. We're, we're moving on. I'm hoping with my three boys that, like, my daughter, like, Yes. Oh, we need a calm one in the yeah. family. <laughs> We're all a little wild. Yeah. It's like pro wrestling up there. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I just lost my notes. Mm. That's all good. Um, so, okay, you're in the hospital. Yes. Um, my mom sees me first, but because of the medicine, she got sick, and she told my dad to go with us to the NICU. And she didn't get to see my sister, so she knew there was something wrong with me because she was a NICU nurse prior to every, everything, and she always knew that the triangle face, that there was something wrong, but she didn't know exactly, and the doctors didn't know that I was, they just thought I was small. So the triangle face, mm -hmm. is that something that is... Uh I mean, I don't know if, the, if sim symptom is the right word. Um, is that... It's like, a, I guess, it, yeah, symptom. Okay, for lack of a better word, yeah, symptom. symptom. Is that something... Like, you notice a, that there's something wrong. Right. Yeah. And, and that could mean a, a, a multiple... The things, multiple? yeah. Okay. Mm hmm When was it that you actually got a diagnosis? So, it was the Monday after we were born, because we were born on a Friday, and... Of course, we everybody wanted to see us because we were the first grandchildren on my mom's side. So everybody was getting to the NICU to see us. And the doctors came up to see my mom that night. And, of course, she's not in the best shape because she had C-section. And, mm. and she was, like, trying to stay awake. But she knew something was wrong. But Monday, the geneticist came up and said, we think she has metatropic dysplasia. And you can either go to Children's Hospital of Philadelphia or A.I. DuPont of Delaware. 
and he she said I know for orthopedics that it's AI don't want and that's where I'm gonna go and he said you made the right choice mm. so so can you can you what so the diagnosis is a metatro- metatrophic dysplasia it's a rare form of dwarfism that only affects about a hundred people in the world one out of a, a, a hundred people in the entire world mm-hmm. and so what what comes with that so you could either be really it's non-severe at all where you could be almost four feet and or you could be really severe and be have a trach and we've had a couple friends that have passed from it because they have had breathing problems and you know we the movement isn't the best and so i'm kind of moderate like with the joints and everything else um i'm they say i'm one of the severe cases but i'm not because i can move and do everything that i want to so i it's just you know i think they like to say that but i don't yeah. Consider that. <laughs> well, you're also, I mean, I don't know if you're severe or not, but uh, like your mentality and the way you go about life yeah. is so optimistic uh, from the articles I've read. I mean, I'm just meeting you today. Yeah. But I mean, the story that I read that you wrote, I mean, I've read it about four times. Oh now. my God. Um, the way that you've handled things and been such a warrior who's going to do what she wants to do. Yeah. I mean,. It's mm-hmm. so awesome. It's so commendable and so inspiring. Yeah. Oh, thank you. It's unreal. Well, I have to give my mom a lot of credit for that because uh, she uh, really uh, pushed me to do, and my sis- my parents both, but she fought for me. And with IUP meetings, she was there fighting for me no matter what. And my sister really, Erin, really pushed me to, because I always wanted to keep up with her and I wasn't going to be... Was it like that from the beginning, like, since you were a baby? Yes, since I was a baby. We were both in early intervention because we were preemie, so when she started walking, obviously, that started... I started to want to walk and do everything else that she was doing, so... Oh. Yes. I wonder if that makes a a big difference, you know, the fact that you had this twin. I think so. I think it made a huge difference. Yeah. Yeah. So your mom's been with you every step of the way, Every step of the way. I mean... And so is my dad, but we, she knew from the NICU and everything else. Um, but she fought from the get-go. Um, the school district wanted to send me to handicap preschool, and she said, no, I don't think so. She's going to go to public preschool with her sister, and you're going to pay for it for private. <laughs> and they did. Good. They, they did, and... She said, no, I'm sorry. She knows her numbers, her colors, and everything else. And not to, the preschool teacher's great here. You have a great program, but no. And she said she runs circles around them. So So uh, your mom's a bit of a warrior like you, Yeah, well, she instilled that in me, and she said, you always fight for what you need. And that's what I've always done. And I don't, it's just something that has happened, I guess. Yeah. over the years and we're definitely because i have a lot of talking points here at <laughs> times you had to you know fight fight yeah and then i rode a tricycle all through so k 
kindergarten through sixth grade, I rode a tricycle in school to get around because really yeah, which was so much fun because <laughs> the school had hills and of course I would speed up and then oh go down those yeah, hills oh yeah oh yeah and I was always <laughs> doing something. And the school was always trying to peg me on something. But. So you never did have to go to a school? No, I went to, I went all through Waterford Township Public Schools. And, yeah. and what was your experience like? It was um, amazing. We, my sister, Erin and I were in kindergarten together. And then we split up, which was great for us because we had our yeah. own friends. And then first grade, we, yeah, it was great. And, um... Then I started it having surgeries through the school year, and that made it harder because oh it pushed back. And then I got put in the special ed system for a little bit. And then one summer, it was like hmm, fifth grade, I believe, going into sixth grade. My mom sat me down and said, "You're, I'm not doing your work anymore. You're either sinking or swimming." You're either going to sink or swim. swim. And she said, I'm not, it's your choice now. You remember that talk really well, huh? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Did did that, like, light a fire under you? Oh, yeah, because sixth grade, I started in the special ed system again. And I didn't like that second label, so I wanted to get out as much as I, as fast as I could. And I was trying and trying, but I basically skipped the whole grade because... I did. They were always a grade behind, and I figured that out because I would look at my sister's books and look at mine, and I'd be like, "Hmm." So I skipped the grade. I don't know what grade I skipped, but that showed up in spelling because I really stink at spelling. Oh yeah. Google is my best friend at spelling. Yeah, Google's yeah. a blessing. My wife is my spell checker yeah. for sure. <laughs> and I yell out still today. I'm spelling this right. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, me neither. Yeah. I can be very creative when I'm writing. Yeah. Spelling, mm, yeah. not so not much. No. So, sixth grade, the special ed teacher really loved me. And she's like, don't go. I said, no, I got to go. So, they did put me in mainstream. And it actually wound up, I was in my, si- my sister's class. And I was like... I, look, I came home and I said to my mom, really? I'm in her class? Out of all the classes, huh. I'm in her class? Do you think they did that on purpose? I don't know. I don't know. But it kind of, it was always a competition between the two of us because, you know, we're twins. Yeah. 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 So. My, my wife is a twin. Okay. Nobody yeah. warned me about that stuff. No, it's intense. It's so intense. It's intense. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It yeah. really is a competition. It's, it's a competition. It's yeah. still today a competition. Who's winning? Uh, well, GPA wars on winning. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> right on. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, so, she would get every spelling word right and on the pretest, you know, and I would get everyone wrong. And I remember this specifically that the teacher came up to me and said, I don't think you're going to make it. And I read that. And yeah. And that made me absolutely furious. Yeah, because I know through teaching myself. Wait, I, I want to go into that because that was one of my talking points because I'm very passionate about teaching. In <laughs> fact, anyone who's listening to this is probably really annoyed with me talking about how much I'm passionate. Cause <laughs> uh, I, I always, love teaching, yeah. Me too. Yeah. And we want we, I, we definitely have to talk about that. But yeah. 
what was she thinking? When would she? Why would she say that? I don't know. I have no idea, honestly, because it's crazy to think about that. But now, looking back, I think about that as a teacher. Just like, why would you say that to a kid? And I remember, I, mean, I get it, but at the same time. Teachers' I, words. Yeah, they stick, stick with you. They stick with you. Yeah, they do. I mean, teachers, uh, That I'm sure that felt yeah. terrible. And I tell teachers all the yeah. time, like, and I tell people all the time, people are not going to remember all the things you taught them, but they're no. going to remember how you made them feel. They, and yeah, exactly. And it's crazy. That's absolutely nuts. Yeah. And so this one teacher says to you, I don't think you're going to make yeah. it. Yeah. And um, I came home and I told my mom that because, of course, we're Uh-oh. doing the, the spelling words. My sister does one, and I'm doing all 25. And <laughs> I'm writing them and writing them out and doing everything. And she's outside playing, and, of course, I want to be outside playing. And my mom looked over at me and said, you know, you wanted this. And I said, yes, I did. And she was like, you're going to work hard to get this. And by the end of the week, I knew the spelling words and everything else. And I mean, yeah, I would get one or two wrong, but it still was an A. Yeah. So, yeah. And, I, you know, I kind of, one time I did a couple times I did better than my sister. And But the first couple weeks we were sitting right next to each other and I came home and I said, I have to have my seat moved from her. Because she's bothering me, <laughs> and she, I said, "If this is gonna work, we're not we're not sitting next to each other." No yeah. doubt. Who put yeah. that seating arrangement together? The oh, teacher. the one who said you yeah, aren't gonna make, make it. it. Boy, yeah. oh boy, what did she do right, man? Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, so did that when she said that? Did that bring you down, or did that light that fire? Even that light that that really lit that fire. Right? See, that's why I'm talking about your warrior. I mean, yeah. there's some people who had taken that and believed it. Yeah, I was like, "There's no way. There's no way this is gonna make it." Like, make or break it. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm going to make it. Yeah, I'm going to make it, and I'm going to show you I'm going to make it. And Boom. Yeah. That's uh, freaking awesome. And then, uh, it was just crazy that year. Then, that summer, I had a major surgery to straighten out my hips and my knees. And um, I always tell people this. People don't know this about me. But because my, my dwarfism, I was sitting, like, standing in a jockey position where if you think of it, you're a jockey position, your knees are bent and your hips are bent too, and you're kind of in a crouch position. And it's kind of hard to imagine. So you couldn't, like, stand upright, yeah, like, straight. straight? No, so I always knew people by their shoes. So I memorized people by their shoes. And it just came out recently, because I don't tell people my secrets, and I came out that I did that, and somebody said, well, what if somebody got new shoes? I said, well, <laughs> I made the connection that their voice went with their new shoes, and uh. I got it. Yeah, so for many years from K through 6, about I did that. Um, so we're talking about six, but I want to go back to K because I know you have a, like a special relationship or you did with, um, how do you pronounce it? Mateo? Oh, Miss Randy. She actually was like OT from preschool. She started, she was contracted out through the school district and came out and it was so funny the first day because I'm really kind of really hard on people like when, oh really yeah oh i'm really, scared now are we doing am i doing good so far no like it's pt <laughs> and ot people like i'm really hard and i'm like skeptical about people and 
I'll stand back and I won't say anything. They know that I do this and I I need somebody that's tough on me that's not... Because I'll play... Like, I know the games to play. Like, <laughs> I know how to get out of things. So, But she came and uh, she got the bubbles open and she was wearing white pants. And she spilled the bubbles all over and they were pink white pants. And she was nervous, I was nervous, and all we could do was laugh. Uh. And so from then she got a job with the school district, and she was with me through K through 6. So it was awesome. And You had her the at, whole... Yeah, through OT, for OT, all through. Do you still keep in touch with her? I do. She, She's one of, one of my family members that came, that village that really created who I am today. Because she even said... Another thing that stuck with me was an art teacher that came up to her and said, you know, she can't cut. And she said, yes, she can. She can cut fine. She's like, did you give her the right scissors? And she said, what scissors are you giving her? And she said, here's what you need to give her. And she's like, show her how you can cut. Because I was with her when she said it. And I did it. And she was like, oh, yeah. Hmm. And I was like, okay. And that always stuck with me and her. And she was like, so when we get together, she was like, do you remember when she said you couldn't cut and I had to prove her wrong? I said, yes, we both had to. Oh. Yeah. And so, yeah. I hope, and I know you will, but <laughs> uh, this is, I hope, I really believe you're going to take all these with you into the classroom when you're a teacher. Oh, I do. You I, do. I, you already are. I'm sorry. You already not, are in the classroom. Well, I'm a permanent building sub institute in Mount Holly right now. So what is that? Uh, elementary school? Or? It's K through, so last year I did it and it was K through se- pre-K, sorry, through second and then they're redoing the building so now it's going to be pre-K through first. And I've been given the tough cases and the kids and I just say, yeah, you need to be patient with them. They know what you're doing. They yes. know, they get the vibe. And I just sat down and gave them the time and attention that they needed. And they would get it. And they understood. And the principal then would send me to the next class. And I would go and do it again. And then he was like, well, you're going to be my tough one. Because I'll send you to all the tough classes. I said, no problem. I'll take any challenge on. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um. I, I think it's really important for teachers. I, I think kids could learn yeah. <laughs> so much from you. Uh-huh. Your your outlook on life, the way that you stand up for yourself and you fight the good fight. Yes. I, I think I, I lost. I, I never had that growing up from any of my teachers. And I think I would have. I want that for my own kids. Yeah. You know? I know. To teach yeah. them that, you know, you keep going and you do yes. the best you can be. Yeah. Right. I always say, ne- if you can take one thing away from me, that's never you give up and always chase your dreams because you can achieve it. Never give up. <laughs> yes, always. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. My family and I, I try to instill that in my boys too, and <laughs> yeah. so far so good. They're that's becoming good. yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So we talked about the teacher. I had to write that down. <laughs> I don't think you're going to make it. If you're listening to this and you're a teacher, <laughs> listen to my friend over here, Megan. <laughs> These things stick with people. I had teachers say things like that yeah. to me too. But at the same time, yeah. 
I have teachers who did the opposite, who said exactly. those right words, and they stay with you forever. They do. They Ugh. do. It, it's hard. Yeah. Yes. So, also, were you you were the first child in New Jersey to receive a scooter? Yeah, who went to scooter? When was that? So, I was in sixth, fourth grade. About fourth grade. Fifth grade. We got a fact fifth checker grade, out there. Yeah, we got fifth, the other warrior. Hi, yeah. Mom. <laughs> fifth grade, I was, uh, and the guy, the guy from the insurance came out and said, uh, we want to give you a power wheelchair. I said, no. No, you're not. Oh. And he was like, what? I said, no. No. I don't think so. And he was like, I said, well, I got school in 15 minutes, so I'm going to go. And <laughs> <laughs> I said, it's a scooter or nothing. So that's what he, and he was like, he looked at my mom and she was like, well, I can't do it. That's it. That's it's not for me. It's for her. She said it. And uh, I went off and got on the bus and went to school. I mean. Wait, so you didn't take the scooter? I did. I got the scooter, but they were going to give me a wheelchair. And I said, no. Oh. I didn't want a wheelchair. There's no way. <laughs> yeah. There's, and everybody, I know there's people out there that say, I totally am in support of wheelchairs. And it, they help many people. I, get, I do get it. It's just that it wasn't something that. I needed and I didn't want and I still could walk and I was going to do it. So that's what I did. Yeah. You're a very empowering person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nothing's going to hold you down, is it? Well, I hope not. But yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you've been through how many surgeries at this point? 26. 26 surgeries. Yes. I went through one of my first major surgeries in January. I had a pectoral tear uh, from jujitsu. They fixed <laughs> it up. I'm still healing. Yes. But 26. Well, the anesthesiologist always tells me how many when I see her. So yeah, 26. And how do you how do you make that work so it happens every summer? Oh, so that's that's crazy. Because <laughs> I, uh, I mean, how does that? It work? does. So I will definitely push myself to my max until I get it. I will push through no matter how much pain. I don't I don't care. I will get through whatever to get what I want. And that started in college. So, um well, started middle school basically, but really started in college pushing through the pain and um So you mean to tell me <laughs> that throughout the school year Mhm. Mm you're just walking around in pain mm -hmm. until the summer when you just don't want to miss the school. Yes, and everybody was like, just take the semester off. I said, I'm not doing that. And the and they would tell me to take the semester off. The doctor would, the nurse practitioner would, and I would say, no. No, my friends are there. I'm going to school. So I did it. I would constantly do it. And that was, I started at, at Camden County because I didn't want to miss school anymore. I was done. And, yeah. Yeah. I played it right. I kind of tried to schedule it as soon as I could and then 
Yeah. I hope you know how hardcore this sounds. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, it's a lot of scheduling and planning. That's why everything has to go according to plan. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah, never it sounds does. like sometimes it, it doesn't. It doesn't. But you just roll with the punches. Oh, it takes a lot of accepting and then figuring out what I'm going to do next. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wait, uh, hold on one second. We're... Oh, yeah. So you went to college with a fixator on your leg? Oh, yeah. I lived on college, Wait, what's a, what's a fixator? So it's like, uh, it's screws and pins in your leg, and you turn it to straighten out your bones in your leg, and you had to t- change. You manually do it? My mom had to do it because I couldn't reach it, but um, she would turn it, and you could feel the bone moving and shifting, and that... Well, the first hiccup was the hip replacement, and I was moving to campus. I signed all my papers and everything with college and everything, and we go for the pre-op appointment, and they said we didn't we didn't order the hip. I was like, what? Wait, what? Yeah, I said, what? And the doctor met us at the desk. It, they, the doctor met us at the desk and he said it to my mom right really quickly and like whoops we forgot we, uh, we forgot and we just talked like we were there six months ago and we were <gasps> planning and he said oh no no problem I'm ordering it it's no problem we got it I was like yeah I don't and then uh, so they he my mom said if there wasn't the desk between them, him and yeah, her. Yeah. She was lunging. Like sometimes I forget my wallet. Yeah. Sometimes I forget <laughs> my keys. Yeah. I forgot a hip. Yeah, yeah. And he said, well, I just think we can put a regular size hip in. My mom was like, you need to look at the patient. And she wanted to lunge at his neck. Well, all I could do is, I said, wait, wait what, what? And then they put us in an exam room. And I just cried. And uh, I don't ever wear makeup to these things, so I wore mascara that day. And it was just coming down my face. And the nurse practitioner came in and was like, it's going to be okay, honey. I said, no, you don't know. You just don't know. I need to go to college and be normal and be with my friends. And I said, it was planned. I said it was planned, it was planned, it was planned. I had everything planned. And she was like, it's going to be fine. We're going to make it work. I said, uh-huh, you're going to make it work? Uh-huh, sure, okay. So they said, you can take a gamble. We'll order a hip and it will be, I don't know. They said, we'll spitball it and make sure it's okay. Then they'll be, we're hoping that it's going to be here in two weeks. Or you can wait a month and push it back a month and make sure it's right. Well, of course, I went back and forth in my head many times. Oh, I do couldn't I, even imagine. Do I want to do it in two weeks, or do I want to wait? Do I want to... So, I did finally talk... I talked to my mom and outweighed my pros and cons. I was like, really, I can't take a hit that's, you know, half done. So <laughs> That's so crazy <laughs> that you even had to debate yeah. something like that. So, on my sister's... One of my sister's events for school, I called and I said, fine, I'll wait a month. And 
unknowingly when they put the hip in, they broke the femur. So I was off my hip, off my legs for six weeks. And so preparing for this, I didn't know anything. I didn't look anything up. And they always tell you to stay off of WebMD. So I did. Oh, tell that to my wife, please. <laughs> oh, my gosh. WebMD's crazy. Um, but I was just like, all right. So my mom talked to people about hips before and they're like oh it's a breeze i was like okay i'm going in like okay and the nurse called me and she's like well it's not you know you do realize this is big i was like no okay <laughs> sure if you say so <laughs> i was like sure uh-huh. so we're tr- it's kind of crazy but we do my mom has this thing where every since my surgery, I sat, sit on her lap before and she just holds me and hugs me and whatever. Well, I said, I'm not doing that this time. And she's like, hmm, why not? I <laughs> said, because I'm not doing that. Why? Because I, I just said, you know, I'm 20, 22. And I said, oh, I'm not. woman. Yeah, I said, no. I'm not, not doing this. And so she was like, fine, fine. Was she bummed? Well, I got something totally different. She laid across me and sobbed. Oh, and I was like, uh, I was like, maybe I should have sat on your lap. <laughs> I was like, no. Do it for no, mom. I was like, I can't. And I said, <laughs> How could you do that to your mom? And so um, and in the parking lot, she said, can I take your picture? I said, why, why do you want my picture? And you never take my picture any other surgery. And she's crying because she has sunglasses on. I can't see anything. And she's, I said, why? Why? And she's like, this could be your last picture I take. I said, what? I'm going to die? And she's like, well, you never know. I was like, wait, 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 wait. I said, why are you saying this with a smile on your <laughs> face? I said, wait, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I was like, wait, come on. Wait, seriously? You're going to tell me I'm going to? And she's like, well, this is huge. You do realize that. Well, we're riding up in the elevator, and I'm like, oh, my God. Now, I'm sick. And I'm like, and they're at, after she's crying on me and laying on me, everybody's like, is she going to be okay? I was like, I yeah, know. she's going to be fine. Yeah, she's fine. Has anybody asked how I am? <laughs> because seriously, I feel like I'm going to get sick after what I was told. And they were like, uh. And I was like, she's fine. She's really fine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But they broke your femur. Yeah, and I was off my legs for, off my feet for six weeks. And this was when you were going to uh, Camden, right? Uh, Stockton. I I graduated from Camden County and then was at Stockton. And I was living on campus. My best friend asked me to move. So that was um, Danielle, right? Danielle, yes. Tell me about that. Um, so Danielle, we met in an education class and I didn't know how to speak to her. And I said to my mom, there's this really nice girl, but I don't know. She said, you talk to everyone. Why can't you speak? Yeah, you seem like very outgoing. <laughs> yeah, she was like, why can't you? I said, because there's this girl that sits next to her that doesn't shut up. And <laughs> I can't get in a word. And she's like, will you have the next class together? Ask her if she can push the elevator buttons for for you and go to the next class together. And I said, okay. So I did. I said, hey, uh, do you want to 
liked them in the elevator together. <laughs> and it probably sounded really weird at the time. Well, that could be awkward, I guess. Yeah, yeah. and she was like, do you need help? I said, yeah. And I said, and she was like, well, we have the next class together. And I said, okay, yeah, I know. Uh, and she was like, "You sit." I sit up way up high and... But that's how our friendship started, and then we With started. An elevator. It was an elevator. <laughs> it was just very weird. But then we started having lunches, and then we she I was, we were talking. One day she said, "I really I don't know how to say this to you, but I'm thinking about going in the OT." And I said, "No problem. Occupational therapy." I said, "It's totally. Why are you worried about this?" She's like, "Well, I don't want you to be mad at me if I." If I'm not an education major anymore. So just because you're an occupation major doesn't mean, occupational therapy doesn't mean we're not going to be friends. And she's like, well, you know, I thought we'd do everything together and everything else. I said, it's totally fine. I said, I'm going to support you. And still today I do. And I said, I'm never not. I said, I would never not support. You, Did I she said. become an occupational therapist? She's in grad school right now. She'll graduate in December. Okay. Yeah, but, yeah, so she's becoming one, and I said, I don't, I think you're going in the right path if you don't want to be a teacher. But what a good friend, though, seriously. Yeah, she was like, but I didn't want you to be mad. I said, I'm not going to be mad. Yeah. I'm going to support you in whatever you decide. I mean, if anyone is all about following their dreams, it's you, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I yeah. said, go. I said, I don't want you to be a teacher just because I'm a teacher or because you think I, you should stay because of me. So, but. And you guys lived together on campus, right? We did. It was a fun two years. Yeah. Yeah. We had a lot of fun. Yeah? Yeah. Doing we, what? what? What kind of stuff did you guys did. do? We did. So, there was, we, she was always on the back of the scooter because we would take the scooter I would take her to class and pick her up, and then it sounded like I had a shuttle service, but <laughs> yeah, uh, we would get breakfast together, and then we'd meet up with our other roommates, and then we would have wine nights and just do things like that. It was a lot of fun. Were you guys all close, the whole crew? Yeah, it was a lot of We were very close, and still today we are. Man, I didn't get cool roommates like that. <laughs> You're so lucky. Yeah, well... Uh, it was fun to find one. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Shout out to you, Danielle. <laughs> Is she going to be listening to this? Uh, yeah, I'm going to tell her definitely. Listen. Shout out to you, Danielle. She, we got nicknames for each other. Oh, please do tell. <laughs> she gave me nutmeg because I'm a nut. <laughs> and she said, once you get to know you, you're really nutty. And you're crazy and fun. And nobody sees that side of you because you're very nice and like no, I could kind of see it. Then, I, mean, I could see it. And then she was like, and then so she's Ellie because Cinderella from Cinderella. So she's Danielle. So we called her. We came up with Ellie. Ellie. Ellie and Nutmeg. That's so adorable. That's our hashtag. <laughs> if you on uh, Instagram. Hashtag Ellie. Ellie and, Ellie and Nutmeg. All right, I've never done a hashtag in my life, but uh, I think I'm gonna do one now. Yes. Can, is that what I am I even saying it right? Do yeah, I do has, do a hashtag? Yeah, you. Do a hashtag. All right. Can you uh, can you send me a hashtag? I don't yes. even know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Can make a hashtag. Yeah. Back to that technology yeah. thing. I'm just clueless. I 
So, okay, we're talking about the village. Danielle's definitely part of the village. Oh, yes. But there's uh, someone else I want to talk about, and this is the part I don't want to get teared up, (laughs) but I definitely got the chills when I read this a few times. Let's talk about um, Dr. White. Oh, okay, Dr. White. Oh, yeah, there's a lot to deal with Dr. White. Um, She was the first. I had to take this crazy, stupid class that was... Zero credits at... For education? Yeah, it was called Gateway to Education. Oh, I took that class. Yeah. Uh, oh. Boy, yeah. how much does that help you in the classroom? And nothing. Nothing. <laughs> yeah, it talked about how to dress and... Yeah, I'm not going to wear it. Let's not even talk about it. <laughs> yeah, why not? Let's talk about it for two and a half hours and waste of time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a big old waste of time. <laughs> yes, um, but uh, she came up to me the first day and she's like, Hi, I said... Hi. And she said, I saw you, and I thought I'd say hi. I said, you're the first education professor to say hi to me. So I was like, so I was intrigued by her, and then I didn't pass practice the first couple times, so I didn't retake it. And so I would wait. She she taught a um, elective called Urban Teacher. And oh. I never thought I wanted, wanted to go in the urban teaching, so I thought, eh, this is a, an elective. How hard could this be? <laughs> I see you rolling yeah. your eyes. For you listeners, yeah, she, she's rolling her eyes. <laughs> she, she taught me how, she was like, the first thing, she was like, yeah, if you guys think this is an easy elective, you're going to work. And I was like, ooh, ooh. tough like <laughs> you. Yeah, so I was like, uh, I said, I think I meant my match. <laughs> and I was like, so I said, I just love her. And I said, because she was there and then um, always there. And uh, I said, well, I'm taking you next year for the first um, year of student teaching. And she said, oh are you she's like you really want to follow me i said yes i really want to follow you so she's like uh well this should be interesting and i said yes it should and she's like well be prepared i said oh i know dang she means business yeah so i liked her also because she was strict and she's i was brought up in strict oh is that right yeah it's very strict (laughs) and strict and not very strict but we had rules and i was just and i don't know i loved her because of that and i loved the people that strict with love right strict with love but told me what i needed to do and how to succeed and that's what i was gonna do Mm. so i did her first semester with her and i had another advisor and I didn't really care for her, and she wasn't. You had another what? Advisor, so I didn't oh. care for her. And I went into her office, and I emailed her one day. I said, "Are you in your office today?" And she said, "Yes." I said, "Okay, I'll be by before class." And I said, "Can you be my advisor?" And she said, "You know how many people are asking me?" I said, "Yes." And I said, <laughs> "Can you please do it?" And I had. She was like, "Let me think about it." And I said, "Can you?" And she was like, yeah. And I said, okay, the paperwork. Oh, you didn't give her a chance to think and about I said, it? No. I said, here, here's the paperwork. And she said, you have it already filled out? I said, just sign it. And I'll turn it in. 
And so she did. And I learned so much from her because we went into Atlantic City and she never knew that I was always standing up for Atlantic City kids because there was a lot of students in there that didn't want to go to Atlantic City because how rough it is. And I said, why? They're just kids. I said, they're just like us. And one kid, he really got under my skin and everybody else's skin. But I kept it together because my one friend would watch my face and he'd be like, you're rolling your eyes like crazy and you're... He was like, if I sat next to you, you would die, like kill. We'd be in trouble because we'd be <laughs> laughing so hard. But he's this one kid said, uh, I don't understand why these kids get free breakfast and lunch and dinner. I oh, said, really? And I looked at him and I said, how would you like it if you weren't fed lunch, breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Mm. I think you should think about it before you open your mouth. Mm. And he looked at me and I said, what? What are you going to do? Oh. <laughs> and, he was, and he was like, well, I just don't. I said, what? These kids don't have it. It's it's hard for some people to put themselves in other people's shoes. Yes. But I feel like that's such a big requirement for teachers. It like, is. There's so many variables. There's, you can't. I think every, that's the thing about our profession, right? Is yes. that each kid presents a different challenge. Their exactly. own unique. Exactly. And I just was like, seriously? Come on. Think. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> he was like. You can't eat. Yeah. You can't learn either. No. So then I moved on from her, um, and I went into... Wait, before you move on from her, can I ask you a question yes. about her? Because I didn't even get to the part that gave me the chills. It made my eyes water. Um, she's the one right during graduation that you texted. Yes, Okay, I did. can you please tell that story before uh, we move on? Well, so wait, she's part of the next part. Oh, okay, that, okay, yeah. go, go. Yeah, she... Uh, I moved on to a different professor. We had to do some math course on teaching out math to children. And this professor, I don't know what happened with her and what. I don't know. She just had it out for me. Everything she, it was about my disability and how I, she would fail me on everything. So I went to Dr. White and I was sitting in her office and she was like, something's up. She said, I'm going to figure it out, but something's up. And I just sat there. And she shut the door. And all of a sudden, I just bawled. And she's like, what's in what did What happened? What did I miss? And I said, this is the third or fourth time that she's done this to me. And she's like, well, do you have the grade reports? I said, yeah, I print them out. Here you go. And she was like, all right. She's like. I need you to stop crying first, number one, because you can't cry in front of me because I've seen you go through surgeries and you've come to school with fixators on your legs and you're fine. You define everything, but this got to you so much. And she said, but this is what I need you to do. You need to stand up for yourself. And she said, I'm, I'm not going to tell you what to do, but I can give you the, what, the tools to do it. She's like... I'm going to ask you a question. Mm. I love her. By the way, yes. shout out. I, I love her. Yes. Shout out to you, Miss White. <laughs> and doctor, sorry. Yeah, doctor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, somebody, she, she got, somebody got schooled on that, too. Yeah, I don't want to get schooled by you, Dr. <laughs> White. <laughs> uh, and she uh, said, uh, are you going to, if you can't advocate for your students or for yourself, how can you advocate for your students? It needs to start with you. And she said, so what's your gut telling you? And I said, I need to file a report. 
And she said exactly right. She said, I'll give you how to do it, and that's how you're going to do it. And I did, and I don't know what came of it, but I did it, and I knew I did it, and I knew I stood up for myself, so. And she's like, it doesn't matter, because I went and spoke to her camp that she has for education in Atlantic City over this past summer, and she said it doesn't matter what came of that. It, you know that you stood up for yourself, and you advocated for yourself, and that's you're telling other people that you can do it too, and you need to. I, I'm so, I'm, your, your, your students, they, they need to know, you're going to show them the same things, I know yeah. it. One day, they're going to be saying the same thing about you. Oh, uh, thank you. Miss Megan, Miss Elizabeth, I don't know what you go by oh, in the classroom. Oh, they go, I go by Miss G. Miss G, yeah. oh, that's cool. Yeah. Miss G, what it's up, mi- G? It's Grand in my last, I know on my Facebook, it's Megan Elizabeth, because they tell you to change it, so students can't find you, so it's Megan Grandin, but. Yeah. You know, it took me a long time. A big guy, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. It took me a long time to learn how to stand up for myself. You you learned it younger than I did, for sure. <laughs> it, it was a lot. I mean, a lot of debating and crying and, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Let's talk about you, the text message, because that's the part. I mean. <laughs> so... I didn't tell anybody what I was doing at home. I just said I needed my Ikea stool to go down with me to Atlantic City. And I think somebody had an inkling of what I was going to do. And my mom looked at me and said, you are riding the scooter, right? And I said, baby. (laughs) And she said, what do you mean? I said, you know, they're right. I don't know. I said, I just need my... Ikea stools go with me. And, you know, the little white Ikea step stools. Okay. Yeah. So I didn't know that she was going to hold the flag and walk us down. She was representing our school and holding the flag. I didn't know that. Well, she came around the corner and she's like, oh, somebody's being as stubborn as ever, as usual. (laughs) And I said, yeah. And I looked at her, I said, yeah, I'm walking behind you. Oh, you're, wait, you're holding the flag? And she's like, yeah, why? I said, oh, well, I'm walking behind you. She was like, oh. She's like, you can't. I said, no, I'm walking. And my best, one of my best friends, Alex, was behind me. And they were, everybody was saying, if Megan falls, we all fall. I said, which way are we falling? Oh, get are out of here. Are we falling to the side or back? <laughs> which way are we falling? And I was like, uh, wait, what? And I said, is it going to be like the Rockets are falling backwards? I don't get it. <laughs> and so the whole line knew, and it was traveling back. And oh. then she got up to the, I made it. And I was like, I don't know how I made it. No falls. No falls, no. Okay. And I don't know how I made it, but I made it. And I sat down, and I texted her, and right? And I said, I made it. And she said, yes, you did. You texted Dr. White, like, yes, I made it. I made it. And she's like, yes, you did. <laughs> we were looking at her because we were the first ones to sit down, but we were looking at her. And I was like, this is awesome that we I got the chance to do that. That's beautiful. Yeah. I feel like um, I need to make uh, a word out there. Hey, John Bradley or anyone else who's a videographer out there, if you're not making a documentary about this, what are you doing? <laughs> This is the opportunity to make an inspiring documentary. This, <laughs> these stories are unbelievable. Oh, thank you. 
And the little details, too. If Megan falls, we all fall. Yeah, everybody was saying that. I'm like, seriously, where are we falling? <laughs> like, there's chairs, like, lined up. Where are we falling? And I yelled, which way are we falling? Back, front, side, what? Yeah. Yeah. You're awesome. <laughs> so, okay. right. Uh, uh, you want to be a special ed teacher? I do, because I want to get back. I want to, well, I want to be a hospital teacher I really want to be um since I was on the rehab unit for about a summer yeah so oh yeah after the hip replacement I saw different students and how they learned and what they used to learn and it taught me a lot and I got discharged from rehab and everybody says rehab, and they look at me, and I'm like, oh, wait, physical rehab, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's not what you think. <laughs> They're like, oh, okay, I didn't think so. I was like, yeah. Um, I got discharged, and then two days later, I was at campus, and it was crazy that everybody was like, you can't go. You can't do it. You're not allowed to do it. You just can't. And I ha- had to. And I think my mom unpacked, my mom had my room done and unpacked in 20 minutes and she said, I gotta go, I'll see ya. And then I was like, seriously? You you gotta go? You're not saying anything else to me? And she's like, I'll see you later, I'll see ya, I'll see ya. And, she, and, I, and I was like, all right, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> and then literally five minutes, 10 minutes later, I got a call. This is worse than preschool. Can I come get you? Uh, and I was like, oh, my God. I said, no, I got to stay. Yeah. When, um, I, when I went to college, I think my mom cried every single day my <laughs> senior year uh-huh. to the end. Yeah. She has to sing, be the best Sammy you can be. Yeah, I know. Still says it to this day. Yeah, and then she, I said, Mom, you're coming back tomorrow. I'll see you tomorrow. It's 24 hours. Yeah. She's like, oh, but. Um, yes, I do want to be a special ed, and Stockton really didn't open you up to that world, and mm. even though I knew that world, and I was teaching other people about that world, and saying... I think, uh, I mean, that's great. I, I definitely <laughs> think you'd be great in that classroom, but I yes. think you'd be great in any classroom. I think, I would, I think that kids need to learn from your philosophies in life, uh, uh. the things that you've learned along the way, and the way you've stood up for yourself and been st- Strong through times that make other people up other people's problems seem like nothing just yeah. things you can brush off your shoulder and you just you just keep on trucking it's I, I can't stop because I know if I will if I stop I will and I know that it's been instilled in me that I don't I don't stop sink or swim yeah sink or swim sink or swim <laughs> yeah so what's next for you so I'm um a Graduate student at Drexel, I did leave Stockton because they didn't accept me as, even though I had a 3.6, like 3.96 GPA, and they didn't accept me into their graduate program because I knew that the professors were behind it. So um, I know that people like Dr. Wright wanted me to stay, and I thought about staying, and I just couldn't. I had to do a fresh start. So I moved on to Drexel, and I love it there. And I'm a graduate student there, and will graduate hopefully by next May. 
And then... Oh, <laughs> all right, that's soon. It's soon. Soonish. Yeah, it's soon. It's coming up quick. Um, and I'm hoping to get a full-time job soon. Yeah, well, yeah. you got a reference right here. Oh, thank for you. For sure. Hey, thank you. Uh, I got some questions here from the chat pack. <laughs> uh, are you cool to pick one of these? Sure. I'm never lucky with these things. Oh, I, always... I picked them all special for you, so hopefully you're happy with the one. Okay. You want me to read it or you got it? Uh, you, like, yeah, I got this yeah. for you. All right, hopefully. Let's see. Oh, <laughs> you know what? This is perfect. I mean, I think I might know half of the answer because you've already <laughs> kind of mentioned it. What is the most interesting course you've ever taken in school? On the other hand, what is the most boring class you've ever <laughs> taken in school? Um, the most interesting course was urban teacher because I learned that I did truly want to be in an urban setting. Mm. And not to say that the wealthier um, school districts, but the, those kids have it all, and I want to give it to the kids that don't have it all and I love that and give it back to them and could you imagine if every one of those classrooms was filled with someone like your heart I say it all the time uh, just I, smaller class sizes and yes. a teacher with your heart this whole world would change it, yeah I would hope and one I hope a couple of my kids take what I give them and the most boring class I've taken was oh it was some late class in, really? at Camden County. Oh, it was awful. It was two hours and this guy looked like Santa and <laughs> he, I thought it was going to be easy because he was old and whatnot. Uh, oh no. It it was the oh, worst He was class. all in, huh? He was all in. And I was like, oh, maybe because he looks like Santa he'll be jolly. <laughs> you know? <laughs> no, he was the most evil guy I've ever met. Oh, gosh. An evil Santa. Yeah, he was Sounds evil. like a horror movie. Yeah, it was awful. Christmas horror movie. I barely passed. What did he have you reading? Uh, his book. I had to buy his book. No way. Yeah. Wait, that he wrote? Yeah. Get out yeah. of here. Yeah. He, I had to buy his book. <laughs> Get yeah. out of here. Yeah, it was crazy. Okay. Yeah. And I was like, and I had to write extra credit because I didn't think I was going to pass. He passed me with the C minus, which I was... Not happy with What kind of teacher writes their own book and then makes their students study it? I have no idea. Wow. I mean, I guess I wish I could do that, but I mean... Yeah, I mean, everyone would like to do, do that, that, but I mean, it seems kind of, <laughs> I don't know... Narcissistic uh, to Narcissistic? Uh, yeah. Evil Santa, all yeah, right. Yeah, he was very evil. <laughs> okay. Uh, you have time? Yeah. Why don't you just point and I'll grab it for you. Right there. Right there. This one, right? Yes. All right, here we go. I love this one, and I'm most excited to find out your answer. Babe Ruth, James Dean, Elvis Presley. If you could bring back any deceased superstar for their final performance in their respective field, whom would you choose? Um, if so... Any. I would say, I know this is going to sound corny and I'm not ever political, but I would say John McCain because he mm. brought so much into, I know this, it's really corny. I don't think it's corny. Yeah, I didn't I'd, see that coming at all. Uh, it's really corny. Um, I, I would say, I, this is going to, 
sound very odd, but I was really upset when he passed away because he was fighting for medical rights, and I mm. b- truly believe that everybody needs it, and he was fighting till the end. And he was, huh? Yeah. And <laughs> Even after his, what, brain, brain surgery? Tar- yeah. And comes back like a day later? Yeah, and it was just, that, and that stuck with me, and for weeks after that, I kept saying, but he passed away, and there... It's not a funny story, but this story is kind of funny when it comes to this. I bought his book after he passed away because I was so devastated. Was it good? Did you read it? I started, but it was like 700 pages, and then I (laughs) didn't make it through. And I was like, well, it started out really good, but I, I thought to read it. But my dad was making fun of me, and he was like, oh, wait, so wait. You know, you're just so devastated about John McCain, you know. I said, yes, I'm devastated because he was fighting till the end and he never gave up on what he believed in. And he was like, oh, so then he was like, he was saying somebody was a great writer. Well, I turned around and I just said, screamed out, you know who was a great writer? John McCain! (laughs) Everybody was like, seriously? John McCain was a great writer. <laughs> I said, yes, I did, because he was. And yeah. I, and I'm so, like, I don't know. Hey, whatever your political belief is, I don't think that there's anyone out there who doesn't believe that John McCain wasn't a great guy. Yeah, I, it wasn't political in any way, and that's why I, I, it was just that he he did fought, fight for everyone, and that's what I saw, and that's, I didn't. That's an awesome answer. And. Yeah, I still have John I was McCain. expecting, like, I don't know, Jimi Hendrix or something. No. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I, I had to do John McCain. And for Christmas, he I pranked him with the John McCain coin, the presidential coin. Nice. And I said, now he has It's going to be an ongoing joke between you guys. <laughs> I don't know. kind of. Well, he does make fun of me about John. He, every time a book reference comes up, he says, you know who's a great writer? John McCain. <laughs> but, no yeah. doubt. No doubt. Um, hey, do you have time for one more? Sure. Yay. All right. Point to your favorite. Boom. All right. Question number three. Here we go. Okay. If a local radio station offered to let you have your own 30-minute show each weekday morning, what type of show would you have? I would say have different people in the community that help others out and bring them in and share what they bring out in the community and spotlight on local different local people that you don't see and you see in the background making a difference and not make it about me because I don't like the attention on me so I shift it on something I love that and just spotlight it on somebody else like um somebody made me a bucket one year for after i had my huge surgery going in the middle school and um it was a huge bucket filled with all these different things and i named it the bucket of fun well i've recreated that for other kids but i would spot like the woman who created that and who inspired me to do it for other people because it's just amazing to see what comes out of different things. 
That's awesome. That's kind of like what I'm trying to do on this thing. Like I, I'm trying to get everyone on here who does something great, but at the same time, I'm loud. Everyone <laughs> hears me, but I know we can't do it without these behind the scenes people yeah. who just make it all happen. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. So I, I speaking hope. of behind the <laughs> scenes people, could I get you to come on over? Can we just meet you for a second? Mom. Yeah, mom. mom could we? <laughs> we <laughs> we just we got to get mom over here. <laughs> Mom, come on over to the mic. Hey. Hey. Welcome to the Pillars of Hamilton. <laughs> How's it going? It's going well. Yeah. Did you enjoy all that? I did. Yeah. I did. So you really are, uh, you and your daughter, you guys are a couple, you guys are a team, huh? Right. We are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From the beginning. From the beginning, huh? Yeah. Are you still doing NICU? I do not anymore. Okay. This girl ruined me. <laughs> <laughs> right on. How proud are you? So proud. Yeah. yeah. This, these these lessons you've instilled in her. I mean, every parent should instill these lessons in their kid. Uh, and, and it doesn't happen enough. I tried to with my students, but man, those first four, five, six years of life, if you can get that from someone like you, someone to let you know you got you to gotta swim. That's right. Yeah. And what do we always say? There's always somebody and worse. Worse than yourself. Always someone worse off, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Right on. So. And it was only a, like a five-second pity party. A five-second pity party, and then yeah. you move on. I do yeah. the same thing when I'm upset, <laughs> yeah. too. Yeah. You're really sad, yeah. really upset, hardcore yeah. for a few minutes, yeah. and then you move on. Yeah, move on. Yeah. yeah. Some people yeah. just hang on to yeah. it, but not us. No. Not us warriors. Yeah. Um, so, before you guys go, uh, are there any shout-outs you'd like to give out there? to my parents and my sister Allison obviously because she <laughs> made sure this happened and also Dr. White and definitely Ellie and Miss Mass and everybody that it's just taken a village to make who I am today and I'm sure I've met so many people but everybody shaped me who I am today and I know like even the PTs at DuPont like my one PT, Wendy, I know she's huge in my life. And I always say, even when I get married, it's the little people that are gonna matter because they're gonna be all invited and it's just gonna be one huge party when I find that guy. (laughs) Yeah, lucky dude. Hey guys (laughs) and guys listening. (laughs) (laughs) Megan is single. Yes, I am. (laughs) Right on, well. This was such a pleasure and an honor. I, as soon as I found out about you, I had to have you on here. And uh, I couldn't have asked for a cooler person to interview. This was awesome, and uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Uh, we'll do it again sometime. Yes. Yeah, maybe after uh, you start teaching. I'd love to have you on yes. here uh, once you have your own classroom and yes. uh, talk about it. Yeah. For sure. You got me as a reference and as a friend. So. Yes, thank you so much. You have the same as well. Right on. Hey, guys, if you like this show, uh, yada, 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 like it, subscribe, all that jazz. All right? I really appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thank you. All right. Toodaloo, people.